Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. I've kind of a, we're going to cover a lot of stuff today. Rudy's going to help me. He doesn't know that, but he is. He's going to help me today. So let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer first. For such a time as this, Heavenly Father, I believe you are calling your people. You have placed me here to be an instrument for your hope to all. I'm not a prophet. I am just your child, trying to be obedient, leaning on your promises. May I walk the path you have placed before me in a pleasing manner to you. I beg your protection over all your children here. I beg your protection for President Donald J. Trump. I thank you for revealing and exposing the lies and the corruption that have happened in this country against him and against us and against you, Father. I pray to you, O God, for justice against those leaders who have now in this nation and who are now in this nation and leading it with tyrannous and dangerous acts. May they be humbled and come to know you, Father, because that's what it's really all about. May we remove them from their positions of power for the evil they have done. In Second Chronicles, you tell us, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I heal, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. O oh God, Abba Father, may we be such a nation today, such a people, that will be humble and repentant, and turn from our evil ways. You are the one and the only true God. You are our help. You are our deliverer. And it is in you that we trust and pray. For such a time as this, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy birthday. Today is the birthday of a great man who left this world in on February the 7th, 2007, one day after his 86th birthday. If he was still alive, he'd be 102 years old today. His name, Herman Byron Sumter, known as the world's greatest piano tuner and my daddy. He is the inspiration for the closing line of my talk show, I'm Home, is the name of the tune. It was. It's an instrumental, if you listen to the show to the very end, it's t- and it's titled Coming Home. It's written by my youngest son, and he did the guitar picking, and he gave the song to me, his mother, and I requested the slamming door with, I'm home. And Daddy usually said that when he came in the house from work. 
But not always. When he was, uh, wasn't tuning pianos, he worked as a supervisor for Owens Corning Fiberglass. And that factory job was rotating shifts. So he didn't slam the door and yell, I'm home at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> a little girl always misses her daddy. I have his Bible on my desk, and inside there's a letter he wrote to President Ronald Reagan. Oh, he loved President Ronald Reagan. He was very excited when he received a postcard back, and then later a letter from the White House. But it is also Ronald Reagan's birthday today. They shared a birthday, and they had a lot of other things in common. I'm going to read the letter that my daddy sent to President Ronald Reagan. This is just one of them. He titled his letter, The Religious Flop. Dear Mr. President, the campaign has recently developed a tone from that other party that sounds as if our representatives must have to have no faith in God at all if they are to be a good representative. So I have a couple of questions. I ask you these questions because I know you can do a much better job of asking them. When Tip O'Neill and Walter Mondale step out of the church building, do they shake the dust off their shoes and tell God they are going out now to make some political decisions and he is not allowed to go with them? Are they telling me, are they telling we voters that if we choose to send God fearing men to Washington, D.C. to represent us that we will be in violation of the Constitution? The truth is that if a man has a deep-rooted faith in God, it must show in his everyday decisions, political and otherwise. If he has none or little, that will also show, as it has in the abolishment of the voluntary school prayer and the killing of the unborn. I am not a minister or a member of any group seeking preferential treatment. I am a very humble man that truly believes in God we trust. I remember that was in 1984. Daddy was very excited. He received a letter back. It wasn't necessarily from, it was from Ronald Reagan's office, but it was written by Ann Higgins, a special assistant to the president. Dear Mr. Sumter, Thank you for your message to President Reagan regarding a relationship between church and state. The president believes that there has been a great deal of misunderstanding about the meaning of the religious clauses of the First Amendment. Our founding fathers, he has said, held their faith in God was the key to our being a virtuous people in America's becoming a great nation. They understood that there is a divine order which transcends the human order and that as a result, faith and religion play a crucial role in the political life of our nation. As George Washington noted in his farewell address, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political pro prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. And let us, with caution, indulge the suppos supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. Reason and experience both forbid us to expect the national morality can could prevail in exclusive of religious principle. The president and his administration 
have consistently taken positions that allow government to accommodate religious beliefs and practices of individuals, such as religiously inclined students who wish to meet on the same terms as students in other high school organizations. On August 11th, President Ronald Reagan was pleased to sign such equal access legislation into law so that the rights of religious student groups are now fully protected. The goal of these policies is to make government neutral toward religion rather than hostile. The president is very much against government telling people what they should believe or what faith they should practice. In fact, his school prayer amendment explicitly, explicitly prohibits government from composing the words of prayers so that prayers will be truly voluntary and reflect the beliefs of federals of individual students, not the views of government. Ronald Reagan will continue to emphasize the intent of the Founding Fathers with regard to the religious clauses of the First Amendment. He appreciates your taking the time to write him about this important issue, and he sends you his best wishes. Sincerely, Anne Higgins, Special Assistant to the President and Director of Correspondence. To Mr. Herman B. Sumter, Route 1, Box 58, Jamestown, Missouri, 65018. Two great men were born this day. Both stood for God and country and family. One was my daddy, and I do miss him. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're going to continue. I have um, some other things I want to bring to you and another letter to the president. Why? Because I want you to see that what they were facing in 1984 hasn't really changed, but it has escalated. And we're in trouble, America. We're in deep trouble. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mr. H, here to tell you about an unusual and sensational nutritional product that contains nine exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, and 70 colloidal trace minerals. It's called Immuno 150. Nothing like it in the world. If you're trying to get rid of some pain or correct any health issue, you might try Immuno 150. Look at the website immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. You've probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life, but your body needs at least 60 minerals. So try Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients can do for you. Call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. And while the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
about dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Well, I can't necessarily tell you, and, and the whole show's not going to be about my daddy and Ronald Reagan, but I wanted to bring these things to you because I thought it was significant. Um, I can't necessarily tell you what kind of a father Ronald Reagan was to his children because I don't know. I know Michael Reagan thinks an awful lot of his daddy. While my daddy was not a perfect man, he was strict and he could have a quick temper. It was quick, but he was a good man, and he had a strong faith in God, and he was an honest man. I remember waking up one night. It didn't happen often, and I went downstairs where we were living in the house. You had to go downstairs to go to the bathroom, and there was my daddy sitting in his chair reading his Bible. Now, daddy wasn't overly political, not really which made his letters to President Reagan even more unique. When I was writing the Derry Brownfields newsletter, when I was writing in that, my daddy saved every one of my writings. He liked me better than Derry, but then it's because I was his little girl. I had a fan in my daddy. This is a quote from Ronald Reagan that I believe all of you have heard, and I think it fits both of these men. I think they both believe this in their hearts. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. I have a second letter from Daddy to the White House. What I find unique in these letters, as I mentioned earlier, is the troubles this nation was carrying then compared to the troubles we are suffering now. Daddy's second letter, this is even harder to read because this is in Daddy's handwriting. He had Mama transpose the other one so (laughs) so that the president could read it. Dear Mr. President, once again our nation is facing a huge deficit. 
Mines in Washington are working overtime to make make our government fiscally sound. The American people are of a sturdy and resourceful people. They love to help. They also love a challenge. Why not solicit gifts and contributions from all the good people in this land? Churches have long lamented the fact that government has taken over welfare. Such a program would allow them to contribute to this need and on a voluntary basis. The moral majorities would be able to show just how moral they really are by extending a helping and loving hand in a positive way. Be helpless instead of be be helpers instead of just givers. Surely businesses access the land who have done the land who have done extremely well in this land, excuse me, that have done extremely well and are prosperous and vibrant in this country might be willing to come forth and help put our financial ship of states back on its course or back on its heels. All Americans would have to understand that this is a true need. I am convinced, Mr. President, that this could be done if you would use your expertise in the powers of persuasion. I am told that the workers in Japan are a satisfied group because they feel they are a part of the company. Won't somebody please make us feel like we are a part of this government? When our government is in serious trouble, we're in trouble. P.S. Won't somebody please just ask? Daddy was right. It's up to us, America. It's up to us. So, he mentioned inflation. And these are some quotes that I thought were relevant from President Ronald Reagan. Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. And just thinking of the correspondence in these letters, Ronald Reagan also said, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. I spoke at a Republican club meeting on Saturday night, and I actually gave a couple of dramatic readings that I had written And I considered it a clarion call. But you know what? We're in trouble because we, the people, the consent of the governed, have allowed Congress to implement so many programs, so many departments of bureaucracy. And I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. We do have some news, though, that is kind of breaking news. I think it happened yesterday, the earthquake in Turkey. Currently, they are digging out, and they have over 1,300 that are dead. 
And that uh, they need our prayers, America. They need our prayers. We all have tragedies that we face. Um, Turkey and Syria have lost 1,300 people, and they are digging out. It was, uh, let me see, what was the Richter scale on that one? It was, I want to say 7.8 was what I saw. Is that correct? I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, it was 7 point something. 7 point. Okay. Quakes. uh, The geological survey measured Monday's quake. It was this morning. At 7.8, at least 20 aftershocks followed, authorities said, including one that measured 7.5. Wow. So not only are they digging out, they're still experiencing the aftershocks. So, America, let's remember these people in prayer. Let's remember them. And then Rudy had uh, some breaking news, and I'm going to have him kind of help me with this because I didn't have time to study it. But um, we've had a uh, there's a derailment in uh, Ohio. In Ohio, yeah. East Palestine, Ohio. These people need our prayers. They're going through some chaos right now. Why don't you tell a little bit about what you know with that? Well, they've evacuated um, one mile radius around the derailment, derailment site, and I think that includes part of that town. Um, it's a train that was carrying hazardous materials, uh, vinyl chloride, I think, which mm. when it burns, it creates a poisonous gas. And it is on fire right now. And it, they say an explosion is imminent. Mm. So they have asked and told people to leave. It's Norfolk Southern Railways. It's my grandson's very first day working for that. <laughs> He's not on that He's line, not though. On That's that not where he is. <laughs> He's working out of Kansas City, but this is his first day on the job there. So what an exciting day for him. Uh, exciting <laughs> and and scary for the people that live in that area. Yes. We live in a, what they call a, a twin city. I mean, we have uh, the railroad dividing this town here in California, Missouri. And we've often said this could happen here. It can happen anywhere. That's stuff happens, folks. Stuff happens. These people also need our prayers. And those who are trying to combat this and do something to squash it, they need our prayers because they are in great, great danger. Those that have to leave their home, I know it's a, it's an imposition. It's, it's a great disturbance. I mean, with jobs and schools and kids in schools. I mean, just think about all of the things that are happening there in that community. And we need to remember them. In our prayers, both the earthquake in Turkey and Syria and uh, the train derailment in our own great, not my state, but the great strait of Ohio here in the United States of America. So in getting in with my real (laughs) crust to this show, be aware of Greeks bearing gifts. I read an article this morning. And he was relating the story of the Trojan horse by the Greeks Greeks that went into took Troy. We all know that story. It was filled with Greek soldiers, and the fight and the invasion of Troy was imminent. It was happening. While the writer of this article was comparing the balloon from China, knowing and admitting that that was not a gift, it wasn't even intended to look like a gift, but it was a large distraction, insult, embarrassment to this nation. And it's weak leadership. Are they weak, I ask, or are they sold out and beholding to China and scared of them? I say the Trojan horse of America that we're dealing with is the invasion of bureaucracy upon our land. And I'll explain that. We're headed into a break, and I'll explain that when we come back. I want you to think about, think about the departments of bureaucracy and what has happened 
because of this. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Before I continue, there's something else that's... I'm going to consider it breaking news because I just heard about it. And this is vitally important. We had a volunteer, U.S. Marine, in Ukraine that has been killed. He was helping um, give aid to the wounded. His brother says he he was the good kind of crazy. He put himself selfishly, selflessly in danger all the time to help other people. And I just wrote to the side, that's what Marines do. Pete Reed died doing what he was great at and what gave him life and what he loved. And apparently by by saving a team member with his own body. This is a stark reminder of the perils of rescue and aid workers face in conflict zones, and they serve citizens caught in the crossfire. You know, America has long been known to be that that country that that country that helps others. We go in, put our own lives on the line. To bring freedom to others. I fear that that's not what's going on in Ukraine. Yes, I believe the people are oppressed, but not just by Russia. I think they're oppressed by their own Ukrainian government. And that's just my best story. <laughs> well, let's get back to what I said. I believe the Trojan horse in America is deal- that we're dealing with today is the invasion of bureaucracy upon our land. This is nothing, um, there is nothing in our Constitution that covers this. And I want to encourage you and myself, it's been a while since I've read my Constitution. But let's get in there. And it's, you know, it's our contract with Congress. It's our contract with the elected officials that we ought to read our own contract, don't you think? It's not that long. You can do it. So the Greeks bearing gifts and making political promises have invaded our constitutional freedom and liberty space with the multitude of offices and officers to eat out our substance. That's part of the grievance from the Declaration of Independence. Grievance number 10, another thing I suggest that you read. Levin talked about the FBI and the DOJ and how they have been um, politicized and they're being used against the people. No longer are they going after treason, no longer are they going after the things that they should be, fraud and such. Oh, there might be a little of that going on, but they're going after the people. But these departments and all the departments were instituted by Congress. And now they somehow own the nation and are dictating its own rules of law according to the gospel of the oligarchy. So they're going after parents who 
dare to defend their children against pornography and drag queens and CRT in the schools. You see, they're very cunning. Treason is very cunning. And we have heard so many lies for so many years, hundreds from Congress. Down through the ages, has Congress has shirked its real responsibility, its constitutional responsibility, and exceeded its authority by usurped liberty from we the people in, by the way of bureaucracy, instituted bureaucracy. People you do not vote for, people you have no say in, get hired, you're paying their paychecks, and then you have to obey their rules and their mandates and their fines and their permits and their licenses, and it goes on and on and on, and if you don't, they will take your land. They will ruin your life. The IRS, the BLM, not Black Lives Matter, the Bureau of Land Management, the Fish and Wildlife Service, the Forestry Service, the FDA, is that an institution? USDA, I think I said that one. It goes on and on. The Department of Education, the Department of Transportation. Not that some of these don't serve a purpose. I'm not saying that. But they have taken for themselves too much authority. They have none under the Constitution. It's not even called for under the Constitution. It's something that Congress created, and now it is a monster, and it's attacking Congress. Well, the Republicans. In Ronald Reagan's farewell address, he said, For we must consider that we shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us, so that if we shall deal falsely with our God in this work we have undertaken, and so cause him to withdraw his presence, his presence from us, we shall be made a story and a byword through the world. America was that city on the hill at one time. And it goes on here. Of course, the origin of the phrase he found in Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, this is the ultimate aim of American exceptionalism. Earlier in an address from Ronald Reagan, he said, he got the nickname of the great communicator, but he said, I wasn't a great communicator, but I communicated great things, and they didn't spring full bloom from my brow. They came from the heart of a great nation, from our experience, our wisdom, and our belief in the principles that have guided us for two centuries. For me, it always seems more like the great rediscovery of our values and our common sense. The great rediscovery Oh, how we need that today, America. There were those when I spoke on 
Saturday evening that maybe didn't appreciate my readings, my clarion call. One of them came up to me. I had said, I'm speaking to Republicans, and I am myself a registered Republican. And this woman dared to come up to me and say, I want you to know you're not a registered Republican because Missouri doesn't register parties. So she had to just slap me in the face with that. Why? Because she didn't like the message that I carried that day. That's why. The clarion call. Some people, both parties, they're more akin to the establishment than they are to the Constitution. Their loyalty is to party and the letter of the law. I don't remember. I'm getting kind of old. But I was one of the very first 18-year-olds that voted. And I thought that I had to register. Now, perhaps I'm wrong, but I thought I did. But you do have to claim one ballot or the other in primaries. So, there's no excuse in not loving this country other than you're part of the problem. We know, you and I know, in all these states, in all the counties, we know we have an establishment of government officials that will do anything to hang on to their power. The Democrats are obvious about it, but so are the rhinos. They will hold on to power. I would say this table of crit- critics, we all have critics, it's okay. They were more in the realm of Liz Cheney folks than Donald J. Trump freedom folks. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. 
right now. Take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Bethann or call one 800 978 6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, we're going to have critics. If you stand up for liberty, you're not going to be any different than our founding fathers. You're going to have critics. You're going to have people that will come after you. And I have good friends who voted for Trump, and now they don't know if they want to or not. And they are, that's fine. I'm not saying they're wrong. But those who want to hold on to that establishment... They're part of the problem. They're a huge part of the problem. So when Mark Levin was talking about all these (laughs) bureaucracies that have been created, and, you know, I have referred to Congress as King Congress, uh, we could see, obviously, that President Joe Biden, the installed president, he's not the one in charge. There are others that are doing the bidding or not doing. America, most of America, I can't imagine who didn't have a little bit of fear in their hearts 
when we saw this spy balloon from China going over our country. And nobody was doing anything about it. Oh, they gave the excuse, well, if we take it down, it'll hurt people because there's so much heavy equipment on there. It's like, you know, releasing two school buses down on a town. Well, don't do it over a town. But it should have been taken down before it ever crossed our land in Alaska. Should have been taken down over the water then. They knew where it was then. They allowed this balloon to go across our country. It went right over Missouri. I have one of my sons got a picture of it. In Missouri, what do we have? We have at least two military bases. And we have a nuclear plant. What do you think they were looking for? Gordon Chang said whether they were getting equipment or whether they were getting data, procuring data and transferring that. or He said maybe, maybe not. But he said they were in your face to Joe Biden, to America. We can do whatever we want because you're weak and spineless. So Obama's never had a backspine. He's had a lot of mouth, but he's never had a backspine. But you know, he doesn't want to protect America because he doesn't like America. He wants to fundamentally change America. And that's what he is doing with Lois Lerner and some of these others that are in the Biden administration, that were in the Obama administration. Gave Iran nuclear capabilities. They don't want to protect America. Therefore, they could care less if there's a spy balloon going across America. One person that used to be with the CIA that is now retired from that, and he's usually on some of the conservative talk shows, and I saw him both on on Fox and on Newsmax. He didn't think that they were transmitting. So they may have been gathering info, but they weren't transmitting it yet. I guess we can tell if they're doing that or not. I don't know. I really don't care. What I care about is the failure of our leadership. They're so busy with their bureaucracy, making sure that you obey their little rules and laws and and regulations and mandates, that they don't have time to worry about China and a spy balloon going across America. We're in trouble. We're in more trouble than what my daddy had written to President Reagan. The inflation is much worse now. It's unsustainable. And daddy was absolutely right. The government and I, and, you know, George W. Bush did this. You know, what was it? The faith, I can't think what he called it. It was, it was, I can't think what it was called. Faith Initiative where you could uh, get a tax break for your giving. and No, it was beyond that. It was beyond that because we already got tax breaks for our giving to nonprofit organizations, and the church is one of those. The church never should have had any ability to be taxed in the first place. 
But now they've created all these non-for-profit organizations. Faith-based initiative, that's what it was called. Faith-based, I knew it'd come. (laughs) There are too many things to remember these days. I never thought it was right. I never thought it was needed. I, uh, I'm concerned about the bureaucracy. I'm concerned that our politicians, and that was one thing I said on Saturday night, call this country a democracy. We were not established as a democracy. And now what we have with all these institutions, all these bureaucratic alphabet, departments of alphabet, whatever you want to call them, it's an oligarchy. We are being dictated to, ruled by folks we did not elect, and that is taxation without representation. Maybe it's time, I know it's not the woke thing to do, to start throwing some tea, not literally, but figuratively, overboard. We have a problem worse than our founding fathers because that king was an ocean away. The oligarchy is here, walking among us. And when you have leaders of government, such as Biden and Obama, and Michelle wants to run for president now, that's going to be a disaster. We're going to talk about, we will fight that tooth and toenail here. Can you imagine what your dinner plate's going to look like if Michelle Obama becomes president? Is she going to use her little uh, vegetable creatures to uh, speak to us when she gives a uh, presentation or a, a talk of the State of the Union address. The woman never worked a day in her life, really, and she was known for vacationing when she was fi- when she was the president's wife. She was first lady. We're in trouble because we have more than one king to fight. Sending letters to Biden, I don't think it'll do any good. My daddy was sure excited when he got a, pre- a letter back from the president. It was not a form letter. He got a he got a form card one time. I've got it too. My daddy was born on this day back in 1921. He shared a birthday with his favorite president, President Ronald Reagan. These are the times that try men's souls. And it's because the consent of the governed got lazy. We were apathetic, complacent, and the oligarchy is ruling. It's time that we start studying that contract, Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And oh my goodness, dig out that Declaration of Independence. What a great read it is. And you know what? They're, they were dealing with the same problems we're dealing with today. Some things never change. But America is known for rising above. And let's do it and bring America home. Home. Oh.